All right. Are you ready? <laughs> She's like, let me cover these eyeballs. Let me cover these peepers. All right. <laughs> let me cover my one eyed snake. The eyes are the windows to the soul. Just remember that. All right. Just just cover it all. Just do your best. Uh, all right, here we <laughs> go. Oh, you're listening? Fuck. <laughs> I love you guys. I gotta go to the bathroom. Can okay. y'all do this without yeah, me? Yeah, I can yeah. finish it off real quick. <laughs> finish, finish it off. Okay. You got it. You're listening to... I forgot the name of it. <laughs> You're listening to Going All the Way with Scott Ray. I know that now. Okay. You're listening to Going All the Way. It's not fun anymore. Okay. Sorry. Oh, no, I know. I, 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 I believe in you. I believe in you. You got this. It's not weird that it's just me and Scott. It's not. That's so loud. That's so loud. Don't. Don't. Just leave it. Ah, uh, you're listening to Going All the Way with Scott and Raina. Nailed it. That was it. You got you're it. listening to Going All the Way. Oh, Scott and Raina. <laughs> that felt excessive. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Going All the Way with Scott and Raina. I am Scott. I am joined by my fabulous co-host Raina. Raina, say hello. Hello, twat. <laughs> that was last. That was the last I podcast, I, right? I don't like that. <laughs> you liked the last I, podcast. I, no, I clearly. <laughs> I said I don't. I don't like that, Raina. You said you liked being <laughs> degraded, I, and then. <laughs> And then well, your favorite that, nickname okay. was Twat. I, you know what? Degrade me. Don't call me Twat. <laughs> uh, you know what? Oh, just treat me like shit, but don't twat. not like that. But not like. <laughs> is, is that a thing? Be mean, but that's too mean. <laughs> Could you imagine a real fucking <laughs> BDSM session? And your dom is like, get on your knees, you Twat. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You take your collar off and you leave. <laughs> I have had enough. I will not be talked down to. <laughs> I, I want to speak to your dom manager. Dom, doms don't if, have managers, you know Scott. What? I, you I, vanilla the, fuck. The, the good ones do. <laughs> the good They're one. not pimps the and, and, and sex workers. I don't even mean it by like that. I just meant an organized. I guess a pimp is kind of a sex <laughs> worker, too. He's in the sex industry. You know what? Yes. Good or point. She. Hello, pimps out there. I'm glad that now you're now included under Raina's definition of sex worker. That's important. You're welcome. Yeah. Right. So, Raina, how are you? I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good, Scott. You're doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, as we've established on previous episodes of this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way. I'm, I've Raina. I've been married 16 years. And did a half. you did you know that? Uh, it's over a half now. We're, it we're is creeping over a half. into three quarters. 
So I don't have anything new really to add, but uh, so we we live through your sexual escapades, your sexcapades, if we can say that. So you have any? Do you have any hot goss? Do you have any new things? Has anything happened? Had I been to Florida since the last time we recorded? We talked about you going to Florida. Well, I will. And you were you were gonna you were gonna meet up with that special lady, your special lady friend. Did, Did I you, name her last time? I don't remember. You know what? I think we shied away from the names. I think we just said you were going to meet your special lady friend who before you hooked up in your truck. Fucked <laughs> her in my truck. Because you have a truck. Did you, so did you, did you, did you, uh, yes. you did? We did indeed. Did you do? And she brought in, the strap. In the truck? No, no. Cause <laughs> we had, time? we had a room this time. Room uh, this time? yeah. Yeah. Um, I went down with a group of comedians yeah. and I was like, Hey, I need the bedroom with the bathroom attached. Hell yeah. And <laughs> I was like, cause I'm the only one that knows. She's I, would, getting I was super jealous over your posts just because of the food. <laughs> the food looked, <laughs> All the was, food you were posting. I was like, God damn. I had some food, yellowtail so. sushi while I was there. Yeah. And holy sh- I love yellowtail. Oh, yeah, you also had some, you had some other tail too. While you were there, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> She's so beautiful. So is this just a, is this a, like, hey, anytime you're in P-Cola, anytime you're maybe, in Pensacola, yeah. this like, is I mean, just the thing? I mean, maybe. Like, gay gay people, they get in relationships real quick, so next time it may not. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I was making plans These to come down here. just couple up so fast. Yeah, like, when I was making plans to go down there, because, like, we were really into each other, and yeah. she was like... I just can't wait. Maybe we can meet halfway before you come down oh, here. No. So and she then, had like somebody on the back burner. Like, like what? Like, would she like in the process of like connecting with somebody? And she's like, I got to squeeze this one in. Or oh, like, no, no, no. It was, she was excited to see me oh, and she was just like, I can't wait. She Wow. Yeah. No, literally couldn't wait. Like legit. And she was, I mean, she <laughs> was like, there's a rest. Stop. And honestly, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'd, I'd oh. marry you. <laughs> I'd marry you. You're beautiful, and this you're is, oh you can God, take care of me. <laughs> so, so she brought the strap. Yeah, so she brought the strap. I had to buy my own dildo attachment. I didn't know that they sold them separately, Scott. Holy shit! Like, so, okay, so yeah. this is like it's a it's what what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's like a receiver for like attachments. So, so <laughs> yeah. you could get so so she had two belts, yeah, or straps or whatever, really? and then so you know, wow. We switched them and interesting. Yeah. So like you put on a belt, she put on the belt, like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, not at like the same time. We did yeah. we did it one at a time, and uh, well, I actually I made a Scott. I made a joke about it um, yeah. because she, I was under the impression she had used a strap on before. Yeah. I've never used a strap on with a woman before, and oh. it's it's actually really different from what using a, it with a what, man. What a statement! <laughs> I've never used a strap on with, with a, a woman. woman before. I've only used it with men, and like. <laughs> What a different experience. I can already tell. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing. (laughs) I'm a fan. I'm guessing. I'm a fan. The the strap on with her was also fun, but I had no idea just like the muscle groups that are used because men and women have a different center of gravity and my thighs were on fire. Okay. Let's just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put a pin in that and uh, real quick. So I'm, we're coming back to it. (laughs) We're coming back to, but I feel that this is a great time to introduce our guests <laughs> on an unrelated, on an unrelated, no, 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 no relation, but you know what? I want, I want our guest opinion on this. So, uh, joining us is, uh, just a fantastic comedian that I've had the good fortune of knowing now for gee, a few years. It's been a little, it's been a hot minute. Uh, uh, 
I'm going to introduce them. Uh, first off, let's just go ahead and say this and get it out of the way. Uh, it's Rena Calm, who's just uh, fantastic. <laughs> it's me. It's, it's Rena. But, but here's the thing. I want to make sure, uh, because on this podcast it's important to us are, that we're using your proper pronouns. Uh, uh, what are your pronouns, Rena? She, her. She, her. So uh, that's why I was going to go out on a limb and do it, but you know what? I want to make sure. Yeah, so that's she, very considerate, very exactly, woke. Exactly. Yes. Well, you know what? It, it is woke, but it's also, we're not trying to lose this podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or our comedy careers. <laughs> exactly. Look, I'm as woke as I need to be to be accepted by everyone. You know? So Rena is a fantastic comedian. She tours all over the place. We're very lucky that she's here. She stopped in Huntsville, as she is wont to do when she is in the area. <laughs> I am. I am. I am wont to do exactly. that. And uh, she had a great set earlier, and we were like, hey, do the podcast. And she was like, whatever. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. She was like, sure. And we were like, well, well we got to have only, I had to get to the grocery store. Yes, I got to exactly. the Kroger, got so to I could the, be completely go, present exactly. here. She, and like, She's here. She's going to give us her all. I got to go to Kroger Kroger before I pop off about sex. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, we're going to have a great conversation with Rena, but uh, I feel let's go ahead and, and bring her into the fold. Wow, that's um, very sexual. You know what? I didn't even mean it that way, but it is. Yeah, <laughs> you said Which that. Folds? There's, there's a little. <laughs> you, know? you know what? The folds. We're, we're gonna get. The, let's go from the majora to the menorah. <laughs> let's just get in there. Let's thrust into this. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, Rena is talking about uh, a strap on. Have you ever? Have, has this ever so, been part of your sexual experience? No, I do own a strap on, okay. and that is. Only though, because one year for Halloween, I went as Peg Bundy. Mm. That's so good. Holy shit. That, that is, is so good. good. Oh my God. It's pretty good. That um, is good. Yeah. And I really enjoyed wearing it. I felt powerful when I wore yeah. it. Oh, it is. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I've never actually used one sexually, but I yeah. did think it was funny to imagine like just because like, okay, yeah, a strap on. I've, I've never pegged a guy, but I would imagine wanting to use one on a woman, maybe, and like. Would you? Would you pick a guy? Um, I, I'm not going to say I wouldn't. I sure. don't have a desire to. Well, uh, you know what? I I think it's fun. I, well, no, I'm it, not, sure. I don't think I'm, I'm well, interested. I'm imagining, but what I what I think with some, and I, I don't want to speak for for everyone, but I would think with some women, it would come down to if you really like the guy if you cared for him and he was like yo I'm into this and you're yeah. like well I like you and I care for you so I'll do it for you yeah, but, totally. I, but I think a lot of women would just be like you know what casually I, I'm, I'm okay I don't, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have that I'm fantasy gonna, I'm gonna do that yeah yeah, but I, I do think when it came, if it come down to brass tacks if you're like if a, the guy that you cared about was like yo I, I really want this and you're like well who am I to say no <laughs> who am Listen, I to say no just, let's this just, one guy let's really pick you one out this yeah. one guy did get hurt as it came down to a brass tack and it was unfortunate um <laughs> no i don't think that i have a desire to peg a man yeah. but uh i was just thinking of how funny like the logistics of pegging a woman in a pickup truck would be or oh, just I didn't, person oh yeah, yeah. i know I yeah. yeah you guys had a room but it was like yeah they would have had to because like a, yeah. a, a strap on is already like a process it oh is. yeah putting it, it on like oh, in Rina, the heat of the moment looks like bang truck. real quick it's it's a big truck <laughs> <laughs> it's a compact truck Scott do you know the bigger than my car <laughs> the group Little it's Big got, Town it's got a bed 
It does have a bed. It does have a bed. But it is so uncomfortable. I, you don't want to fuck in the bed of a truck. You don't want to fuck in the bed. I have a memory foam bed in my car, but it is a Prius, so that literally nobody's allowed. Um, well, first off, ain't nobody getting pegged in a Prius. No. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I think somebody getting pegged in a Prius quarters. sounds awesome also, and hilarious. Like, how could you even... Men who drive Priuses want to get pegged. Yeah, no, honestly, no. it's very unbranded. Don't also, you like, start that stereotype. <laughs> a woman with a strap on is kind of the definition of a hybrid. Yay! Uh, I love that. That was good. That was good. So let let me ask Raina this: since you have participated, now you Mm -hmm. you've 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 pegged a man, Mm -hmm. and you have. By the way, if you heard that, that was a transformer destroying a metal door for some reason. (laughs) That was very loud. You 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 pegged a man, and now you've uh, participated in strap on play with a woman. Yes. I I want to know this. Do like do women just have inherent rhythm? Like is you know like with the with the stroke game? Do women have a good stroke game? Is it better than a man? Uh, here's the thing, because I want to typically. So, Raina, since you are bisexual, you've gone both ways, and like you know the rhythm of a man, and uh, like with a woman, like uh, I think it's a very funny thing to say. You know the rhythm of a man, considering <laughs> how, how I, I don't know how else to say that. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, is there a better way? Uh, to You say think that, that because I'm a woman, I'm more in tune with a woman's body? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if women are more in tune. Do they understand the like, you know what? Did you just pick it up? You know what I mean? I think it would have a lot to do with practice because like I've had way more straight sex than I have gay sex. Sure. So like I was definitely fumbling my way through the strap on thing. Um, And she was too. It was her first time. She led me to believe she'd done it before. So it was two first timers. Y'all, it was it was hilarious. I bet, you know yeah. what? Another, <laughs> probably not the right word for this situation, but just so cute. Another community. It really was. That sounds cute. And she is adorable. She is it's so a, cute. It sounds funny just the two of you be like, how do we do this? Nobody yeah. was as expected to have a rhythm at that point. It's like a discovery thing. Oh, it really that, was. Also, that's, like, that's what I mean. When you I'm talk just, about a rhythm, it's also yeah. like, well, my rhythm with people is going to vary based on my ability to connect with an individual person. It doesn't have really anything to do with uh, no, gender. I, and I, I do agree with that, but yeah. I mean, I'm just wondering if, like, as as Raina said, I'm like, if women are more naturally in tune. You know what I mean? I mean, like I think I know. I think I know more about angles. I think I know more yeah, about stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, maybe I that's not just exclusively rhythm. Maybe it's the whole stroke. Now, everybody is still different, but I sure. still know more about like, well. Okay, well, I know what feels good to me, and mm-hmm. I can assume like, oh, she'll probably like this. She. um I mean, we had fun. She said that I was really good at it. And I was like, jeepers, you know, thanks. That sounds like something a woman would say. Right, it does, doesn't it? It does. You're so good. <laughs> she is. So She's encouraging. So she was. She was yeah. She's Women like, are really nothing good. if not encouraging when yeah. it comes to We're the best, sex. honestly. Very good job, buddy. Good yeah, job. almost detrimentally <laughs> so. It's almost like we it train is. people to continue to be inadequate it about is. certain well, things. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I don't agree. I'm in a, I'm in a mood. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I don't agree with Louis C.K. on pretty much everything, but one statement that he made, I do stand behind, especially when it comes to, to comedy, but it does apply to so many other things. The two worst words in the English language are good job. <laughs> because people throw that around yeah. so often. They do. When sometimes it just be like, you did not do a good job, <laughs> but you're just like, Good job. Which in in the comedy, you said that to us last night, tonight. (laughs) No, well, I meant that. But typically, (laughs) think about it. So many, especially in the world of comedy, people come off the stage. They just ate shit, and literally, comics will be lined up to be like, "Good set, 
good set. See, and, but that's where it's a like, difference, though. No. Like, I won't say good set unless it slips away from me or unless I really mean it. But good job but is different. You, it, it, good it job is, means like, well, you, you were you, working up there. You have yeah. said that. You have said some variation of that to somebody. Right. Just be like, yeah, good Good job. Yeah. Good set. Good set. Whatever. You yeah. Know? It's like when sometimes it's like you need the you need the rough. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need to be like, that was terrible. <laughs> because how else are you going to grow? Right. Yeah. How else are you going to grow? If you don't have thick stick in now, you'll never make it. Very true. Very true. <laughs> My friend Heather used to say after every single show, she would come up and be so genuinely sweet and encouraging. Like, oh my gosh, honey, that was so wonderful. And compliment, compliment, compliment. Great job. Couple of notes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to no, sugarcoat it. That's a good it. friend right you gotta, there. Well, you got to sugarcoat it. That's the yeah. whole thing is you can't swallow the tough pill until you get the sugar down. So, mm. yeah, you know. It's I mean, man. she was kidding. She loved everything I did. Yeah. but. It, it was a fun bit. It was a fun bit. <laughs> okay, so talking about comedy, but we're three comedians, uh, and we've had we've had comedians on this show. We've had non comedians. We've had a, a good a good cross uh, section of people. But on this particular episode, we want to talk specifically uh, with Rena about being a woman in comedy in 2021 and actually not only 2021 just uh your entire comedy career which has now spanned 10 years is that correct oh a whole decade <laughs> a decade me too uh and reina being a newer comedian in in respect to that you're coming up on a couple of years so um reina has been for lack of a better word kind of threw it a little bit <laughs> and you have probably to a certain extent but uh i've been stretched I, I th- out yeah <laughs> i think that comparing <laughs> notes will be will be interesting so broken in let's by comedy let, let's just that's jump. the episode <laughs> right <laughs> actually the name of the episode will for sure be stretched out <laughs> we always go with the funny name and it's it's stretched out <laughs> i'm gonna make a note of that one it's yeah a, i want people to Think of me and think of a stretched out Stretched out. It's a good title for two females on your podcast. It is. We're interviewing a woman stretched out. Stretched out. Hey, she said it. Not me. I'll say, we were talking about what we were going to talk about on the podcast before we started. We were like, this is kind of what we're going to do. We do our rundown through with the guest. Can you just call it Lucy Goosey? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, like, it's, like, it's pretty much. Bad and it's uncomfortable. Pretty much, it's pretty much. <laughs> but we were like, here's what we're going to do. And I was like, and I was like, do you have any positive experiences? And Rena's face was like, no. Well, I mean, what first happened was you proposed the idea as because it's, you know, there's we both have this in common. It's a great topic. It's sure. a point of interest. Yeah. And you, I think, fully expected me not to react as I did, which is with the face of a thousand traumas. <laughs> and, Vietnam, thousand yard stairs. Like, and he's like, oh, well, do you have any positive experiences from comedy? And I yeah. did not have a an answer. It did not have an answer. And I figured, I said, well, while you guys banter, answer. I'll think of one. So let, let's just start here. Let me just, I'll, I'll throw a question out there to get the ball rolling. And this, this question is, so literally, so, uh, Rena, you've been doing it for, as we said, 10 years. Sex? And, <laughs> no, comedy. And uh, you're... Sex? 11. You're... <laughs> yeah, if you were to have been like, same night, 10 years. I tried sex and I was like, you know what? Everything's funny. Everything's good. Everything's good. So, as it pertains... You're, you're, you're a busy comic. I you, am. You, you, you work a lot. I'm very busy. You, you travel a ton. Um, how much does... 
being a woman as far as it uh, 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 as far uh, as we know that I am <laughs> god damn it <laughs> <laughs> if you pause she's like a cobra she's like she strikes <laughs> How, how does how prominently does does uh, does sex figure into being a female comedian? At, when I mean uh, in regards to your fear, you're worried, or or you, uh, having to deal with it. How does it shape you being a female? Well, comedian? it's is most it? of my act and none of my life. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't know if that gives you a little sure. hint of that contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've turned into like. It started just being like a feeling empowered by talking about sex as a woman. And like, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of material that's like focused as that kind of motivation. And it's super validating when, especially women who are grossly underrepresented in most like big comedy arenas, like numbers wise, there's, I mean, not in big cities, but when you go smaller markets, there's definitely like an appreciation that feels important from mm-hmm. women to mm-hmm. like be heard and validated about having their own sexual appetites and experiences and perspectives. Um, so there's that. And that's like very encouraging to keep talking about sex. Um, but something about the other way people, uh, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> my pussy is like a garage okay and <laughs> it needs greasing it needs a little bit of a lube at this point uh, I don't know if you could hear that but that was just my vagina reaction right, um, right. that was yeah that I'm one. doing kegels all the time but it sounds like confirm. an angry robot you know, well, you know what, um, what, what's funny is I'll just I'll tell our I, I've told our listeners before like our studio is in a kind of a multi-purpose storage unit facility uh, and we traditionally record very late. It is. Let 12, me tell you what it's like being a woman in comedy. 15. Somebody's like, hey, do you want to come talk about sex in a storage locker at midnight? Yep. And, and you're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, are there other storage lockers and strange characters around? That's I'll be thing. there. We typically, we're here so late, so there's nobody else. And now there's a guy that's like, you know what? These garage doors aren't going to fucking fix themselves. Yeah, he's <laughs> I mean, get in here them all. at midnight. So let's let's get back. So anyway, I do feel empowered from talking about sex, um, yeah. but uh, that varies into all topics. We're talking about like reproductive rights and talking sure. about women's rights in general, talking about sexual assault in a way that's not traumatizing, but, mm-hmm. you know, advocating or whatever. And at the end of the day, it's all supposed to be fucking funny anyway. So it's like <laughs> trying to just keep it lighthearted, even though. Yeah, the thing about being lighthearted about sex is that the more you travel around, especially as a woman alone, the more that really does just open up a whole world of nightmares. Um, Yeah. And I mean, I've had to, I'm the only woman who's on the road full time in this country, the way that I tour or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's been interesting recently. uh, It's been harder dealing with that energy from mm. men after this last year and the yeah. energy's really, um, yeah, it's just been worse than ever in the regards <laughs> to feeling safe out there. Um, Ugh. so like the lengths I go to for my own protection and safety are 
there's a lot of men that will say stuff to me sometimes like, oh, I know exactly how you feel. And I'm like, I promise you, you don't. do not. <laughs> I would I, I would I would never say that out loud. Why would anyone ever say that? Yeah. I know what you're going. No, you don't. I'm just going to just shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, a perfect example was just recently in Kansas City. I did shows with Sam Talent. I was featuring for Sam. Who, Sam Yeah. Sam's the best. And yeah. like we had a great time, but there was like an incident with a fan there and like I needed security and all this stuff and mm. like even though it was like very plainly obvious to any reasonable person that this guy like should have been very clear on the fact that he made me uncomfortable and yeah. s- security had to escort him out of the building before he, he even began to imagine having a clue he goes to sam after i've already left my own merch table due to extreme discomfort he goes to sam he goes hey that rena huh va va voom and i'm just like <laughs> what excuse me excuse me but what are, do you have polio and also like what do you think you're I'm getting here harassed for? by a character from roger rabbit <laughs> Baba. Baba. well it starts getting very That's, insulting honestly to the point where i don't know if i'll ever be aroused again because truthfully some of these people really think that like i drove all the way to whatever the like i built this whole career for the chance to have sex with them that night yeah. like that's really what i think they think like i'm there to ha- have sex with them maybe somebody, you came yeah. all I've, this I've, way i've performed with you several times and i remember i can't remember where we were but uh you had set up your merch and at the time you were that's where they get you 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 are trapped you had uh, you had some uh some eat ass jokes yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. and i watched like at least four guys been like i'll eat your ass oh yeah literally well i mean so much of my just smiling she was like no thank you so much of my sexual (laughs) material has been built around like the horrible things that men misinterpret and say to me and i've had to like build jokes about like i'll explain to men on stage like i'm not here for that and they just hear ass eating (laughs) no they hear i'm here for that (laughs) kind of insane you said the words here and that and i assumed that meant that this is what you wanted right but it's wild because it is a thing that like we would i mean i don't drink while i'm traveling anymore because it's like i don't really feel like i don't really want to it's not good for my depression but also because in my early touring days being drunk got me assaulted so yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not, mm. it's not even like I, my, yeah, I'm, I know this is a comedy podcast, but my attitude about sex as it relates to being a woman in comedy is very um, angry. Uh, well, no, no, actually that's what we want to talk about because right. as, as we pride ourselves on this podcast, it's like, it gets funny because we're comedians, but at the same time, it's like, uh, we've had some serious shit mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> on this yeah. podcast. Like we, we try to get into, uh, you know, we, we, we want to hear, I mean, for, I, I hate saying this cause it sounds like such a cliche, but like, we want to hear your truth. <laughs> I <laughs> hate saying that, but, but it is true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we want you to be like, no holds barred. We want to, we want to hear what you have to say about it. So, so it's basically just a constant thing. Because I, I, that's what I was going to say a second ago is because like, as a man, like I do a lot of sexual humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is from the tilt normally of, um, since, uh, did you know, Raina, I've been married for 16 years. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> 16 and a half. Yeah, almost 16, 17. 16, Closer yeah, to 17 almost, than almost 16 17. and a half now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, all my sexual jokes typically come from the monogamous. I'm married and this is like, these things have happened or it's general observations or things like that. But I mean, even a guy who talks about like just outright sex, it's like, 
<laughs> we never at the merch table. A woman's never like, oh, let me get that dick. And the guy's like, hey, yeah. excuse me, lady. <laughs> I'm a person. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It doesn't as even, often. I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm, it's. But, I'm not gonna say it's never happened. But right. the thing is, is like when something like you mentioned earlier, when a guy's like, I totally know what you mean. No, you don't, because it like it doesn't compute to us in that yeah. respect. Yeah, it doesn't, no, it doesn't. It's just not a thing. Right. It's just not a thing that we deal with. Like no male comedians don't have to worry about like, Oh, well, well, and now we worry about like, Oh, I don't want to work with that booker because I've heard that they have sexually assaulted or they are terrible. Yeah. We don't worry about like, Oh, I don't want to work with that booker because I'm afraid they might sexually assault me. Right. It's different. You know, yeah. it's, it, you see what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, we worry, a man has to worry about it is because we don't want to be associated well, women have with have to worry about both. We don't have to worry yeah. about both things. You don't want to I've gotten messages yeah. on my way to go open for like a hero of mine saying like, I'm begging you not to work that club because the guy who owns it did this, 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 yeah. and the other thing. And I'm just like, okay yeah it's unfortunate so now i'm like bumming out somebody who was a fan because i'm gonna go ahead and perform for these sold out crowds who have no idea about that dynamic and this guy isn't directly awful it's just like it just sucks because it's like a lose lose situation in that way of Mm -hmm. like yeah for sure I'm not going to jeopardize my money or my opportunity to be a powerful well, see, woman on stage. So, so that's a that's a slippery slope, I think. And it, it for for male, female, for non whoever you are as a comedian, it's like those people that might have something hanging over them or rumor or whatever it is at this particular point that it just hasn't like. You know, I'm not talking about Louis C.K. I'm talking about whatever other comic that people are like, don't work with that person because of X, Y, Z. And then you're the comedian and that uh, for some reason they come to you and they're like, hey, I'm doing a theater tour. I want you to open and you're going to get paid like two grand a show or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, shit. Opportunities. Opportunity, a lot of money that Mm -hmm. can really help me. And here's the thing. What that person did, you didn't do it. And by opening for them, I don't feel that's a direct you condoning what they did Mm -hmm. and it is an opportunity for you to maybe i mean of course you can't shit on that person because you're opening for them but maybe just one of the most messed up things like like, how do you handle you know it's such a how do you handle that louis ck was doing a run of shows and um the promoter of that club this really still bothers me promoted the shows without naming him and so they were, it was worse than any way you could handle it in my mind, because aside from just like not booking somebody who's like a known predator with multiple accusations, but yeah. like um, the fact that they were just saying like, just bragging, like all shows sold out, like lying outside the door, but not at any point saying like, we booked Louis CK or this is Louis CK this weekend because they know that that's going to create a storm of trouble because it's that's the, the the way of doing that is like basically admitting it's wrong, but bragging about it and keeping it yeah. like safe in that well, way. Of like, I, I have talked to several club owners and I, I won't say any names uh, that the whole time we're like, I'd book Louis CK tomorrow. Oh, of course. I'd book him tomorrow. Yeah. And he it's sells like, out. Why? Does and he bring like, money to your club? Cause he puts asses in seats. And at the end of the day to them, they're like, this is a business. You know what I would and love? That's what I do. I would love, especially since if you think about the people who are like rapidly buying tickets to live events during a pandemic, I think that you should take somebody who's going to buy a, 
like the minute it sells out, you know, help be part of the reason a Louis C.K. ticket sells out in the middle of a pandemic. Put that person on a watch list, like <laughs> literally, like go ahead, buy your ticket. But like that whole room full of people needs to be watched. Yeah. You know, well, it's so Louis right now, uh, his one of his features is a is a, uh, a lady comic that I know that's super funny. And mm-hmm. honestly, on his part, it makes if if I was Louis C.K., <laughs> I would never do another show that was not all women in front of me. <laughs> And then I would just come out the first five minutes and be like, I love women. They're so nice. <laughs> They're very nice people. And then after they'd be like, do you want to hang out? I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and I would go lock myself in a vault and never touch or speak to another woman ever again. And then maybe. I mean, I know women who were in the article when his thing happened. And I know women that had experiences with him that were also like detrimental to their careers for sure that yeah. were not listed in the article. So like my patience with it is like, wow, are we really going to, you know what I mean? Even talk about this man? Like, well, that's how I feel, well, it, you know? It, it makes perfect sense. Like, if it, him or any other kind of, like, uh, an abuser that has something like that over their head, if they're going to try to make a go of it, then they have to, literally, they, they're only, they're, they have to have women. Right. They have to have women fe- feature for them. Because it'd just be... Uh, that's also that's also so i'm sorry but that's fucking ridiculous it is fucking ridiculous because that's putting so much of that exact pressure you just said no man would want to claim on women yes and asking women to make you exempt from your own bullshit exactly that's the problem that's what i'm talking about that's the root of the problem Mm -hmm. is like you're you're doing that as a shield because you're like what how how can it be bad because look i have the women feature for me you know what I mean? Or, or whatever. That's yeah, because it's, it's like just, they're a token of like, a, look, they yes. approve of me. It's just a deflection technique. It's just oh, a deflection sure. technique to deflect all that shit from you and be like, I can't be bad because look at what I'm doing. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just didn't. Yeah, I mean, next topic. I don't want to talk about Louis C.K. <laughs> at all. Ooh, oh, no, we no. could also talk for like a second about just misogyny and jokes. Like, yeah. like how you've had to um, like adjust to being a female in comedy like we i know we're talking about being a female in comedy but um another person i was talking to brought up like how men are misogynistic in jokes and women have to kind of play along with it um or we look like bitches if we don't sometimes a man can go on stage with zero jokes and just talk for a half an hour about how women are disgusting and crazy and stupid and that's okay that's enough mm-hmm. women have to like i don't know be more inclusive or poli- or whatever more powerful like you either have to be like undeniable you have to be undeniable if you're going yeah. up against that but like i've had to follow men with no material but just featuring for me talking about how women are disgusting like there was some guy that was t- doing material about how loud his ex farted and like i found out at the end they'd been broken up for nearly a decade and i'm like you're still talking about her loud gas like <laughs> 10 years later that's your that's your comedy he's got nothing and he was also sitting and just like really slow paced and so like the least amount of effort possible so me getting up with actual jokes and standing up at all or trying makes me look like i'm trying too hard Mm -hmm. and the audience is not a smart room and they've just been told like by a very convincing speaker that women are disgusting for (laughs) a half an hour with no punchlines 
And so they're looking at me the whole time I'm up there like, well, you're disgusting and stupid. (laughs) So there's stuff like that. I've had club owners say to me literally like men can do dick jokes, but the audience doesn't like when women do vagina jokes. I'm like, don't say vagina jokes. Um, (laughs) don't say vagina jokes and that's when I started saying well I have really good dick jokes actually like am I not allowed to do dick jokes like um, there is an incredible double standard with that I mean I've done clean sets on shows with filthy men and heard audience members in fucking Oklahoma come up to the men and be like women are gross huh (laughs) because I you know pushed it a little bit well it it is that whole thing there is that stupid thing where people are like I, I a lot of men do say this when they're like women aren't funny well why it's because well they talk about their their pussies and this and that and i don't want to hear that shit you know like i've literally heard men say that like That's it's so fucking dumb. it's but insane. they tolerate the most vulgar stuff from men yeah. on the same show yeah the double well, standards ridiculous so do you remember a couple of years ago like pre-pandemic when eliza schlesinger said that whole thing <laughs> eliza schlesinger came out i'm just like, glad you brought up my favorite comedy. <laughs> <laughs> she literally in a series of tweets she was like most female comedians all yeah, they talk real about huge is, help all they talk about is their pussy they talk about this and she literally goes i have world war ii jokes like said that and what i love was <laughs> fucking you know glitter cheese yeah there was also <laughs> like eliza traeger fucking was like fuck you like, yeah fucking flamed her on twitter and it yeah, was Lisa like her ha- went and let uh, her have it but also like people were digging up clips of eliza schlesinger dancing around in a vagina costume yes. like yeah the inter- the misogyny from the learned misogyny that women do to like keep each other down to be the one on the lineup is super harmful and um yeah, that's, like, a huge part of, like, what creates, like, the disparities because women are given, like, let's say one out of ten spots on a lineup. And so the women who get those spots are oftentimes very protective of sure. those spots and actually the opposite of encouraging to women around them. Um, yeah. <laughs> one time there was a gal in Chicago that went up to my best friend at the time. And she's another comic. And she said to this girl who was my friend, my best friend, she said to her, hey, why don't you and I be best friends? Because there's really only room for two women to be at the top of the scene in Chicago. Because another woman who was at the top of the scene in Chicago had given her that shitty advice. (laughs) So she literally tried to take my best friend away from me in a power play of a move. And I'm just like, what about me? Like, (laughs) am I not welcome at this club or something? Like... Yeah. Um, and there, everybody's doing fine. Everybody's successful. There's room everybody's for everybody. Yeah. There's room for everybody. Like I, I just, I, where I'm at with it is that, okay. So this is kind of going back to men trying to talk to you after shows for a second. When men hit on me after they've watched me do comedy, it's a huge turnoff very quickly mm-hmm. because you discover almost immediately that they don't want to date you. They want to be you. And so mm. they want to do comedy. Mm. Oh, once- that's so true. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every guy. Yeah, I've always thought about doing comedy. Yeah. Like, we're going to yeah. boost their egos and be like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, you're so funny. Mm-hmm. You should definitely do this. Another sad <laughs> fact is that I never caught Like, I knew that, but it didn't, like, connect. Does There's that also make multiple sense? women you'll see who, like, I respect them. But when they get in a relationship, especially a good relationship, they just kind of disappear a little bit more from comedy. Because I've, I've, I've seen I've seen that. But the, the whole thing, like, 
with guys going, well, I, I thought about doing it. It's like, they say that to any comedian, but the, the whole thing is like, I think with, with women, they're saying it as a way of like, well, this is definitely a way to make a connection with you where we can hook up. I think right. they also think that women are there to help them. <laughs> Listen to this. Sure. Another example, yeah. Sam Talent yeah. again, me and Sam Talent. We know we did a podcast with a guy out there. And uh, when we were in Kansas city and he's like a very nice guy, but I just like really met him. I've never like seen him perform or maybe I have, I, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Sam is like good friends with him. Yeah. Um, that Guy messaged me and Sam both ended up being in New York at the same time too. And that kid messaged me and asked me for help finding shows in New York, which is like, man, look, there's contacts I have around the country, <laughs> but if you want contacts in a city like New York, ask yeah. somebody who lives in New York right. because yeah. right. I'm visiting. Yeah. Yeah. And I gave him whatever contacts, like vague leads I had on whatever I thought might help him. But then when I saw Sam, I'm like, did that kid ask you for help getting shows in New York? And Sam said, Oh no, he would never do that. He reveres me too much. <laughs> and I'm so thoroughly still I insulted just, by uh, that I dynamic. Liter- I literally just heard Sam say that <laughs> like, <laughs> in my brain. I was like, and mm. Yeah, no, and the, he yeah. shouldn't be asking Sam for help. Sam's beyond sure. his league. Sam's beyond yeah. my league. Sam's too busy for help, but all, so am I, man. Yeah. Like, I'm also beyond that guy's league. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. The fact that m- people really do place women in this position of a, a helper is mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's a, I get, I get asked for help by strangers multiple times a week, multiple times. A We're week. just more approachable. No, this is my favorite thing. Yeah. This is my favorite thing after a set when someone comes up to you and they go, oh my God, you're so funny. It can come from a man. It can come from a woman. But there is a tone Mm -hmm. when they say it. And it's like, oh, my God, you're so funny. Like, they were surprised. I never think women are funny, but you are funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've had so many people say that. I love sharing this with other women. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like, yeah. I've I've done comedy long enough that, like, I've been a fly on a wall. I've heard all of this. Oh, yeah. My favorite. I've heard all of these things said before. (laughs) When somebody says that to you, especially if it's a woman, what you say to that is, you know what I like to do is remind myself of how unfunny men can be sometimes (laughs) and then i watch her watch her boyfriend talking just like with disgust like oh god he's (laughs) really not funny (laughs) people are just shitty mostly i find a lot of them yeah and also i the good ones are uh, yeah yeah but like (laughs) the good ones not worth mentioning boring bring a book what 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 will kill me (laughs) is when you have a group of comedians they're like say five of us are on a show right and all five of us are standing there Mm -hmm. that audience members are literally walk up in the middle of five people yeah to one of them be like i love your stuff you're well you want to hear uh, all the other four are like cool (laughs) (laughs) it's the wildest thing that these people are just like I feel sure. like it's more insulting when there's fine. two of you and they go up to oh, the other one. Well, sure. Yeah, that's, that's happened that, to me. That, that, okay, yeah. oh, that happened, feeling, it's but to everyone. that feeling. But plug this reality into your simulator. You're in Ambridge, Pennsylvania, which is not Pittsburgh as you thought. Okay, it is outside Pittsburgh. It was the worst place ever. Um, the audience. I was told not to do anything political because that's dirty there. But they like sex stuff. 
So (laughs) that was a lie. Um, They did not like sex stuff at all, but I tried really hard to dance my way through it and not offend these old people too much. Also, somebody in the front was like coughing the whole time and it's like, okay, well, I'm not freaking out. And like (laughs) these old people were joyless. Like at one point I said, do you guys all hate sex? And (laughs) like... But even still, like, I got them to laugh. They didn't laugh for anybody, really. But I got them to laugh. I was going last, so I better, you know. And I worked hard for that hour. But I did get the most laughs. I mean, I should. It's an hour. But, like, (laughs) I got them to laugh harder than anybody. And that was Mm -hmm. not easy to do. And, And I didn't even go too blue or do the stuff I like to say. I got the most laughs. I got them to laugh the hardest. But on the way out of the show, not one of them looked me in the eye. And all of like anybody that said anything complimented the men and were like, you were so funny to the men right in front of me, even though you just said that to a man that didn't even get laughs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got your laughs. I made you laugh. This is worse. Like, you can't even like the people who I, like oh the people who are offended, but like don't want to be entertained because like, yeah. They'd rather be offended, even though it's like, but I, I got you. I made yeah. you laugh. Right. Like, that should count for something. That yeah. should win you over in a way. I but earned like, that. Yeah. <laughs> no, telling the men, like, you were good. Like, oh, oh I hate that place. I'll never go back. I'll yeah. never. I'm. That's where I'm at now. Scorched earth, baby. Like, <laughs> Gillette, Wyoming, Ambridge, Pennsylvania. I'm good. On the known I'm list. still optimistic, you know? I'm just over here. <laughs> Baby wow. comic, baby comedian, like this is gonna be great. It is, and then Rena's like, "It's a shit show out there. Don't, <laughs> don't go." In. It's worse now than it has been for years. And see, yeah. I started in this climate. Does that make sense? Mm. Like you said, it's worse now, yeah, well, than it's ever been. And I feel like I've started in this climate. So to me, I don't say, notice a difference. When you say two years, do you mean you started like during COVID? Like I started. Right December before. of 2019. Right okay. Before. So that's yeah. that's a huge difference, actually, because yeah. anybody who started after March of 2020 <laughs> is a fucking psychopath. <laughs> anybody with endurance who stuck through it, I respect the shit out of. Yeah. But anybody who was like, you know what? This is an opportune moment for me to get seen. Like, <laughs> die. Well, I mean, there, there was definitely... There uh, was a lot of them. When it, the pandemic was uh, a bit of a culling for stand-up comedy. Oh, it was there tough. Was people... People fell off. There were people, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I, for every one comic that I was like, oh, no, don't quit. Like, you're funny. There were five where I was like, you should have quit fucking two right. years ago. <laughs> well, when I talk about but it being worse finally, now, you know, it feels like <laughs> pandemic worse, not like, oh, 2021 worse. If I mean, yeah, like there's been a rough climate and like politically all that stuff. But like. I really think that the isolation and the social weirdness of the pandemic has made the people who are weird at shows uh, out of control. Yeah. And it's it's not everywhere. Like they've lost their sense of self-awareness. It turned the knob up a little bit. Yeah. It just turned the knob up a little bit. People, people have gotten a little. And also with me too and everything, we got this like, you know, huge step forward with progress. So this is the pushback moment of it feeling like (sighs) we've really lost traction. If you look at every industry, women lost jobs last year. So like sexism is, yeah, rearing its stupid, tiny little ugly head. I think it's also part of, during the pandemic, we had the whole, I mean, literally, 
the the collapse of the Trump presidency all the way through the insurrection, all this. And then after literally even before then, but January 6th, I think was a tipping point where people were literally, a lot of people were just like, fuck it. Okay. I am going to go all the way because my, my president, (laughs) you know what I mean? That shit where they're like, I have, I have fucking license. I have license to do whatever I want to say, what I want to Mm -hmm. be shitty. Mm-hmm. In public, these people in fucking 2018, these are the people that like in public would have been like just glared at you and then went home and be like, you know what? I should have fucking said. But the problem is now a lot of them are like, I'm going to say that shit. <laughs> and they say it. They, yeah, exactly. They just they they feel they, they got powered up. They got powered up. And now they have agency they feel yeah to do what no, they you're, want. You're 100 you know percent. I mean? That's yeah. the problem is a lot of these people used to be completely fine operating in the shadows and some of them been like it's time to get into the light what we're really trying to say is if you're a civilian and you're not a comedian shut the fuck up okay so perfect segue though okay i'm about to share with you this is honestly probably the most lighthearted thing i've said because it's but it's also like (laughs) the most fucked up thing i've said at the same time because it's like this is for fun but it's also like the most fucked up thing anybody's ever said to me after a show um This was in April of this year in Portage, Indiana. I did a show which was a nightmare. Uh, it was an hour of crowd control, not work. I don't mm-hmm. think I finished a single joke. And I mean, it was one of those like, I I I owned them, but it yeah. was like, okay. Like <laughs> you earned your you earned your fucking paycheck that night. It was an impossible feat, okay? Yeah. And to the point where like they anywhere where weed's not legal at all, people are like um alcohol poisoned is what it seems, <laughs> like brain damage from drinking. That makes sense. And so these people were completely wasted shit faced and everybody was heckling and being loud where I couldn't finish a single joke, but there was one guy in the front where anytime I started saying something almost progressive he would be like hey shut up everybody shut up listen to her listen to her and I'm like thanks you're also heckling um (laughs) anyway so he thought he was like the most woke guy in Indiana and he came up to my friend and I after the show woman feature and he was the only way I can say this sorry to be like using buzzwords but he was quite literally mansplaining the concept of toxic masculinity to my friend, Rebecca. <laughs> and I just, I, I, I'm like, I felt bad letting her deal can, with that I guy. I taste the irony right now. This, yeah. I felt like bad not helping her with that one, but to be fair, my tights were filling up with blood. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to sit back and kind of tune in a little bit. Compression tights, no less. Anyway. Oh so oh I mean, Anyway, I kind of like overhear him going like, yes, toxic. Okay, this is when I tuned in and this is the exact thing he said. I promise this is his quote. He goes, yeah, it's really bad. Toxic masculinity. It's bad. But, you know, to be fair, the guys around here are really only as toxic as the women are fat. You know? Oh, my God. What the fuck? He thought he was being like insightful he and helpful. Like, he was like, you know what's going to get you? Know what's he gonna, was for real. You know what's going to get her? You know what's going to get her? This one right here. Yeah. <laughs> She'll appreciate a funny, this, degrading joke. This, oh, yeah. no, this, this little nugget yeah. right here is going to fucking knock it out of the park. I, 
by the way, do you know about any open mics around here? I'd right. really like to try. Right. I mean, yeah, he thought he was like the biggest feminist in Indiana. It was hilarious to sure. hear. Like, maybe what he that was. Probably is. Yeah. <laughs> as a as a male comedian, or just as a as a male, uh, I will say, like, first off, like every everyone's flawed. Uh, to a certain extent. I mean, some of us literally are trying our best. Some people are pieces of shit. Some people are trying. Uh, it's this, I, I can only speak for myself. I'd like to think like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a good person. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, not a, not a battle, but just like a constant running undercurrent of like be, especially on stage. It's like, I want to be funny. I, and I, I want to push boundaries to a certain extent, but I also like, I don't want to, I don't want to punch down. I don't want to intentionally hurt somebody's feelings, you know? So it's like trying to find the, an edge to a certain extent, you know, rile I mean? up the wrong idiot. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, and the crazy thing is like, you never know what you might say, how one person in particular is going to take it. For oh, sure. So sure. if yeah. you've got a room, like if I'm working in a club and it's at stand up live and it's sold out, there's 360 people in there and I say something, all it will take like a little bit of poison is you say one thing, 359 people laugh and one person's like, you just offended the fuck out of me. Right. You know, and then they feel called to act. Uh, in in whatever and it could be i've had it where comment card i've had facebook like this piece of shit you know it's like all kinds of crazy shit and it's like i i definitely think people need to police themselves and like be careful about what they say but at the same time it's like i don't want to have to neuter myself because i have to worry about some idiot in the crowd right and how they're going to take what i have to say Right. You know, yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. The more crowds you play, like I've definitely had jokes that I believed in that, like I saw them hit the crowd wrong. Even just one person one night that I was like, okay, I'm never doing that. Yeah. again. Cause yeah. like, even if I believe in the joke, the point of what I'm doing is to make people feel good. If I can tell that something sure. I said made somebody feel bad, forget like anger or like bad ideas, <laughs> yeah, like just yeah, even just, feeling just bad, bad. bad. I don't want to do it ever yeah. again. So it's like this constant thing. It's like, and now you have that you have the section of of male comedians now. It's because it's, it's typically always male comedians that are just like, man, they're fucking, they're they got our balls, man. We can't Listen, say what we want to fucking say, and we got to do this. And it's like, f- just shut the. Listen, fuck. there's write a new joke. <laughs> just, <shut laughs> just write new material. They don't like what yeah, you have to say. Yeah. Okay, I just want to check in with the fact that I have not thought of a single positive experience that I've well, had well, I have we're, we're, we're actually about to we're going to downshift here in just a second but well there's gonna, a couple things I really wanted to share though like on this topic that are quick but also like on that last note and this is I'm glad it's quick because I don't want to get into it and it's a freaking heavy topic yeah um, but I have a unique position to be able to say with full certainty and experience that being falsely accused of sexual assault I'm familiar with this situation is much less harmful than being sexually assaulted (laughs) Um, so anybody that's so afraid of being like canceled or called out like hey why don't you just not worry about it and be a good person and whatever anybody says to you or about you if you're not a piece of shit you'll be okay well so when when me too when that all happened you know I mean because 
it, it kind of, it was a hurricane. Like mm-hmm. it came in real hard and then it's, it's, uh, so much happened in that time. And like, you mean so much catching up with. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Then, it it, it should have been happening forever, but it's yeah. just like in this, it win- all happened at in once. this window, it was just mm-hmm. like, you know, right. and all this shit happened. And every, every man, uh, I, I, I say that not every man. I, I know I've had this conversation with a lot of men that kind of felt the same way. It's like you that happened. And like while at the forefront of your mind, if you're a man, you know, have I ever done anything like that? Has, have I ever done anything like that? And then you're like, of course not. Of well, course, also, of course, I have. You can't but, be sure. because no, that, here's yeah. the thing, That's the whole thing. So immediately in your mind, you're like, I've never sexually assaulted anybody. Or I've never done this or I've never done that. And then then right beneath that is that nagging like, what have you done that you didn't know that you did? What mm-hmm. have you done well, that yeah, you all did of us have something had... that somebody, you made somebody feel some way? Like, there's no telling. And I have no idea in my entire life if I've ever had an interaction with a woman mm-hmm. that she left and was like, Oh my God. You know what I mean? Well, like, right. I don't know if I've ever made anybody feel that way. I pray I haven't. And I, I mean, I don't outwardly know that because nobody's ever told me, but I don't know what the fuck happened. You I, know mean, I mean, during so. that time, I messaged directly a couple of men that um, it was very clear in our conversation that they didn't have the same memory that I did of yeah. what had happened. Yeah. And it was like a shattering conversation for them, for me to tell them like, this is what you did to me that yeah. night. And to me, that feels like a resolution as far as, like, I believe they truly didn't know that that was what that was for me. I don't think they're the kind of person that is going to hurt somebody else. They probably feel still horrible about knowing that's what that was for Mm -hmm. me. That's never going to be a call out because we've had a mature conversation about it. And, Mm -hmm. like, I hope they don't live in fear of me, like, speaking out on them because that's not what it that's not my point. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like when it comes to what you're saying, it's like, yeah, I mean, perception is it, everybody has their own perspective. I just think it, it made a lot of men that that would even that would worry about something like that. But I mean, when I say worry more like out of concern, be like, I hope I'm not that person. It just made us take an inventory. Mm-hmm. You know I, mean, I mean, I like, just literally, so like think back and be like, holy shit. Like, have I ever done something that would that is that? has been hurtful to somebody else. And it's like, uh, the odds are, I mean, who, odds who are, knows? yes. Considering knows? The fact yeah. every woman I know has been yes. in an experience. Yeah, so exactly. like, you just don't Even know. if it's innocent or misinterpreted, yes. like odds are we've all been involved well, in somebody what, else's bad I th- thing. I think what you just said a minute ago plays uh, a lot of the time. It's like, if we're sitting here thinking about it and we don't know, because we're like, God, I hope I didn't, but I don't know is the woman that that happened with, if they know you are like, you know what? I know you didn't mean it that way or I know whatever. And if they didn't feel the need to, as you did, maybe reach out to that man and say that they're kind of giving them that unwritten of like, I, I don't think that came from malice. You know what I mean? Like, or, or, you know what I mean? Like maybe uh, a lot of that hasn't been passed along because the woman was like, I don't think it's worth it to, have that conversation with this man is that do i don't know i think the men sense? the men that i decided to message were people that i knew even then didn't mean to hurt me and it just was like they- but at the same time i want to say like you being you that i know like i i do 
think like you were a little bit more. I'm a pretty direct fucking. Yes, person. that's right. Thank you. You were like, I feel the need to say this. Yeah. Where a lot of women would be like, I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah, right. and that's it. You no, know, I'm, I'm just. It's, not gonna it's say hard anything. to say something like that. Yeah, and I think that the Me Too yeah. movement made it easier for women to have that conversation. Yeah. To yeah. talk about it because it's. I don't know. Sexual assault's really hard to talk about. Like I was in an abusive marriage mm-hmm. and like a sexually abusive marriage and I ended yeah. that marriage and I did not talk about that. I did not share that with anybody yeah. for years. Like sure. and it took me a while to cope with it. But even after I coped with it, I wasn't ready to share that with people. And mm-hmm. you've heard me on this podcast. I'm yeah. an open book. It's yeah. crazy to believe. It's crazy to some people that I even had that experience because when they were like, God, you, I thought you would have talked about it. You talk about your dead dad all the time. Well, you know? I, well, it's also like when that stuff happens to you and like yeah. what stage of your own like person personal growth and development you're in and like how you've been able to grow past it. Like, yeah, there's no rules for like what you're ready to talk about when, right. you know, I think you just said a second ago, so many women, I mean, people and period, but women especially have been affected by sexual assault. People. Um, yeah. People but. period. But, but if we're staying on topic, speaking about women, um, I think <laughs> the weird thing is like as a regular person, like before I did comedy, I mean, we've we've all known somebody that's been either uh, involved, a victim, whatever, what have you, uh, when it comes to sexual assault. But like for me, doing comedy over the years, it has really drawn a lot of that stuff to the forefront because there are so many women in comedy that are very outspoken. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, so you hear about it a lot more when we're in this industry. It's because they're not afraid to share. So, they're not afraid to talk about it. Right. And, you know, and it gets out there more than just... If you're an accountant and you work, right. you don't I know. do a joke about like comedy and consent and the fact that like, I don't think comics are creepier than other people because I've worked for a lawyer, but I yeah. do think that we are more used to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah. we talk about sex and also I think comics struggle with the issue of consent a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, I'll say it at shows where I'm like, you guys paid to be here. You're here on purpose. Very cool. But a lot of times when you're new, you're doing comedy in places that are like, who's your, who's here for the comedy night? Uh, no. Well, yeah. we're doing it anyway. Or and ambush comedy style. Maybe. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. I've done several ambush murder mysteries in my day. Yeah. Let me tell you, they didn't like it. They didn't like it. We pushed harder. Uh, that's, that's the default setting. Oh, you don't like it? Well, we're going to do it. Corporate time. comedy, baby. Let's you better go. grab your ankles. Uh, <laughs> okay. But okay. There is, I know you have questions for me, but I also want to say, cause this is like the main thing. Cause I'm Please. sure that there are people Please. listening to this who my main experience, especially in this last year where things have gotten worse. Yeah. It's been weird. It shows and stuff like that. I don't want to be very close to anybody's, you know, breathing space. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that kind of saves you from some yeah. encounters. The real trap has been the internet. Um, I've been, I mean, I've had people I don't know message me deeply heavy and personal stuff in the last year as if I'm their caretaker or their ward, like Mm. think people I don't know talking to me about their suicidal ideation, things Mm. like that, that are like, Oh, that's That's awful. Um, and then I'll try to like reach out to like, I, I reached out to a man in one of the guys communities that like, I was like, Hey, you know, I can't check on this guy, but he's posting some stuff. And like, he sent me this and maybe somebody could check on him. He goes, Oh yeah, that guy's weird. I don't talk to him. I'm like, okay, All right. well, well, um, <laughs> I, I can't because <laughs> he sent me a picture of the church in which he wants me to marry him. So I can't oh. talk to him. Jeepers. Um, 
And so I've noticed this trend where, yeah, forget like the feeling of being watched, um, completely watched online, which is not the same as being seen or supported, but being like spied on and like, yeah, forget that whole thing. And the fact that you can't block people in this situation because you can still be advertised in their area. So they will come to the show and then there's like tension because you blocked them or offended them. them. So like, you just have to try to ignore it. Um, one of the creepiest things anybody said to me at a show was I'm not online as much as you think I am. Like, Oh, you don't know what I think. And you are, man. I see your face every time you are. That that sounds like a kind of a, a thinly veiled. I'm not online as much as you think I am. Because I'm out here in the real world. Right. And just like trying to get. Looking at you. Watching Right now. Trying to engage with me online in a way that says, I'm not here to support you, but I actually want you to see me. I want your attention. And I've noticed this trend with a few people that have been a problem for me of like, these guys, this is the weirdest thing. And I don't, I think it's an inherently male trait. It has to be. But these guys process being a fan of something like being a fan of me translates in their minds to i should be fascinated by them Mm. like no part of you liking me like (laughs) that's in no way am i obligated to give a shit about you right like i want you to be happy i'm grateful you enjoy my art but my art is what i'm doing has nothing to do with you and they I, I can't tell you the way that these dudes merch table stuff, like buying one thing at a time to keep having chances to talk to me. I can't tell you the way these dudes are like obsessed with trying to talk to me about themselves. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why on earth would you think that that's something I'm and interested like, enough in? Enough about me. Let's talk about you. I've had a guy literally follow me around trying to tell me about all of his life's problems. And I'm just like, who are you? Like, what the fuck? Oh no, God. you know what? I think you're right. I, well, I see that. People have this really weird with with comedians i mean it is like sometimes i mean it's fascination like you said it's it's this weird thing uh the the worst i've ever and this is not sexual uh but the worst i've ever been harassed was because i insulted another comedian so crystalia but it is kind of sexual crystalia of course we all know what happened to crystalia you can't trust men who look greasy right he does look greasy. <laughs> he does so uh, Del- I, I've worked with Delia before, like I, you know, funny. and it's like I, <laughs> I made a comment. Of course, if you don't know what we're talking about, Chris Delia, comedian, he basically he was grooming young women. He was grooming young women. He was messaging 16, 17 year old girls and, uh, you know, wanting to have sex with them and have them come to his hotel. Anyway, when whatever it's, you know, the proof's out there that happened. So uh, here's the thing. Chris Delia is straight edge. Like, uh, he's never had a drink. He's never smoked. He's never done drugs. He's never done anything. All uh, he needs is the cum of a teenager. Yeah, right? So I, 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 <laughs> He's not making I, girls come yeah. if he's fucking teenagers. <laughs> I, posted on, I posted on Facebook and Twitter, and it was like, it actually got pretty, it was the closest, not really viral, but it was, I think it's the tweet that had the most interaction ever for me. I just said, I, I, you know, I, I've, I've met Chris Alia, and, you know, he's straight edge. Like, he doesn't drink or smoke. And it was like. I said, everybody's got something. And it wasn't until today, which I realized what his was. 
It's like an innocuous thing. Right? Yeah. And I was like, he got you know a bunch of retweets, some likes and whatever. And then all of a sudden I get a DM from this guy. It's like, hey, you little fucking bitch. <laughs> I was like, from him? No, oh. some guy. And I was like, what? And the guy's like, oh yeah, you think you're fucking funny? You fucking comedian? You fucking loser? By the way, it was you, him. He's like, you gotta rip down a fucking great comic, a guy you could never fucking Oh, when people came in with. defending Brian Callen, like, yeah. whatever, man, he deserves to feed his kids. It's like, he doesn't fucking have kids. Yeah, yeah. Like, but the, this guy, do you know a single yeah, one of his jokes? I, Can you tell me one of his jokes? Yeah. Or are you just angry that men are being challenged? Like, <laughs> I blocked this guy on Twitter. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that. Oh, no. Ding, ding. I was like, oh, shit. He found me on Facebook. <laughs> now he's hitting me on Facebook. I'm going back and forth. I block him there. Then he hits me on Insta. And I'm like, I block him. And then uh, I, I, fr- I tell a friend of mine, my friend goes to his page. This guy for three days was like, Scott Eason is a dead man. <laughs> I will fucking Jeez. kill him. If I see him, this unfunny hack motherfucker. Trolls, man. Yeah, he's like, how long is he? What's he, he does comedy. What, a, a fucking open mic? He performs in front of three people. This piece of shit. <laughs> I want to know if it's not, if it's I'm not like, Chris. I'm like, can you send him my bio? <laughs> if it's <laughs> not Chris him? D'Elia, I want to know what he's sending Chris D'Elia. Right. This this guy was literally like, you're a dead man. I was like, wow. (laughs) I was like, holy fucking shit. This is just not as way less threatening, but when that Tony Hinchcliffe thing happened with the Asian comedian in Texas, I know Peng Dang has, yeah, 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 Yeah. you're down around here. Hello. So Peng's like the nicest guy I met when I was in uh, to, in Dallas and like he filmed my set and somebody stole his camera and I only met oh, him that yeah. night but I remember being like oh that couldn't have happened to a nicer person <laughs> so when the Tony Hinchcliffe thing happened I was just because I knew and followed Peng I was one of the first people that commented on it and I just said something like I can't wait to watch him fade away and for you to become famous and wow it was weeks of being just every day being harassed by trolls and like blocking people every well, single Tony Hinchcliffe is a fucking asshole. He is a and troll. His fans are terrible. <laughs> but sorry like, if you're listening to this, you like Tony Hinchcliffe. I don't know. You're, sorry, you're sorry? wrong. Whatever. You're wrong. <laughs> categorically wrong. The man um, has too many teeth in his face. His it's, jokes were embarrassingly bad. I mean, there were multiple people in the audience of that whole. People were like, oh, did you see the whole set? I did. And <laughs> there were multiple times during his quote unquote set where he was saying like, oh, you offended. You don't like that. It's like if you're doing a good job, you're not going to see people sitting there and actively not liking what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and it's not because they're offended. It's because your jokes are atrocious. They're embarrassing. <laughs> he needs the fuel of being a dick. To well, I, I made a joke uh, during the presidential campaign when there was a rumor going around that Joe Rogan was going to mo- be the moderator of uh, a presidential debate. And I just wrote, if Joe Rogan is the moderator of a presidential debate, good game, America. Shit's over. And people were like, don't talk about Joe Rogan. Like oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. One of my don't, friends, don't she made a really Joe funny Rogan. TikTok that was like her, like stripping in reverse, like putting her clothes back on really fast. And like the whole thing was like POV. You just told me your favorite podcast is Joe Rogan. So it's like her like getting dressed and like leaving sex. <laughs> I I That's funny. My friend, uh, Sam Sisson, you know, yeah, well, Sam. I know Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, Fort yeah, Collins. Fort Collins. Yeah. It was, yeah. She's that. so yeah. funny. Yeah. And like, but the trolls on that thing were coming in like, oh, you're wrong if you don't like Joe Rogan. It's like, no, you're wrong if you think everybody has to like what you like exactly. and she has exactly. every right to not sleep with people who like yeah. a thing she doesn't like yeah. also on that note with joe rogan and talking about being a woman in comedy this is something that's like we can like 
tie a bow on it with this if you want or whatever, but Sarah Silverman's been doing her YouTube podcast for a while now. And like, I saw her do something that really bummed me out, pun and not intended, but let's say it, <laughs> let's go, let's fix it in post. It was intended. Yeah. Yep. Um, she posted a picture of her butt to try to get people to subscribe to her podcast. I saw that. Yeah. And it's so, so depressing. Like, it's so depressing to me that that's like what a woman has to do to get algorithm traction. Even somebody who's got a career like Sarah Silverman and yeah. as much success and talent as her still is going to benefit from the fact that her profile might be even ignored. But then she posts a picture of her butt, even if it's not a very sexy picture of her butt. Sure. Like, that's going to double her views, double her likes for the day. And those people aren't going to subscribe. They're going to go watch Joe Rogan. But it's like, why are people not watching Sarah Silverman? <laughs> She's great. Well, it's kind of like over the years, like Chelsea Handler was uh, would do that. Like yeah, Chelsea Handler, I've done she it. Had, she had, a you know, I mean, Chelsea Handler, for God's sake, she had her own talk show. She had all kinds of shit. And then all of a sudden she would post a picture of her skiing naked and it'd be the biggest right. thing she posted all fucking year the right, world yeah. is a tv show and people were like did you see the picture of her fucking naked <laughs> i never That's post pictures thing. in bathing suits or anything and i lost all my social media because i got hacked by like a terrorist or something oh good so i had to start and so i was like fuck it i posted yeah. a picture of me in a bathing suit and i was like you know that kind of worked oh i've done it i've done it i've posted my butt many times and i've seen like, yeah, i've seen rena's butt it's, and they're artfully done but i know what i'm not, doing not, when not, i do not it in person i mean picture <laughs> 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 Pictures. <laughs> uh, thank you. I mean, is that the segue for me to take my pants off? Like, come on. Hold uh, on. It's a it's a jumper. It's not, it's not sexy. It uh, wouldn't just be the pants. Be the whole fucking. Thing. This would be like the be putting the on a strap thing. on of mooning someone. It's like there's a lot of like anticipation of and pieces. yeah, maneuvering. There's a lot of moving. And, yeah, there's no rhythm. It's more that awkward. It's way more awkward. That is funny. That is the funny. full undress. Yeah, I have actually. I recently. I have because uh, I honestly I, the reason I didn't is I, I I saw no utility in it. Really, it's like I've lost forty pounds this year, and it's like I'm feeling myself a little bit. I feel great. Yeah, I look better good for than you. I have in a long time. Look pretty good with my shirt off, uh, and I, I took a couple mirror selfies, and I'm like, I should post that. And then I'm like, why? Okay, Paul Hoover. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just there's no utility in it. I'm I'm happily married. I'm not like surfing for anything, and nobody's gonna be like, I bet that guy's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's just, if they if they so, do say that, yeah, then you should take it exactly. down. <laughs> so no, weirdly enough, in my phone yeah, now, there's right. just some pictures of me with my shirt off. <laughs> hey, you know what? I take pictures for myself all the time. Yeah, yeah I do too. And also, you know yeah. what's also ironic and whatever is that since I've lost a bunch of weight, I've posted way less revealing pictures. I used to post mm. way more revealing pictures before I lost the weight, and now that I have, I'm like, ew. I don't know. It's also very triggering. To be honest, very triggering to like the last time I lost weight, which led me to be sexually assaulted a couple of times and put on like a fat suit in self-defense. So yeah. Mm. Anyway, on this, and that had nothing to do with comedy. That was just yeah. good old, good old fashioned, funny twenties fun. Um, <laughs> good old fashioned twenties. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like now this go around, like being like losing weight has definitely been like a thing for health and not for looks and like, yeah, I don't my, know. Yeah, mine was all health driven because honestly, I mean, my wife loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the way I am, I hope you're listening to this. You better not leave me. 
Don't ever, don't ever leave me. That was the most please. forceful he's ever been. It's usually, I love I, you, baby. Please don't oh, leave me. Oh, no, no. She knows I will that. die if you leave me. No. I, I want to say if the tone was misunderstood, that was begging. Like, I love you so much. <laughs> I, I cannot live without you. So, do, is that better? Do, do I need to cry? Please don't go. Don't go. I love him, you so much. He had a podcast of listening to what the woman in his peer circle are really dealing with, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, by the way, I need this. I, I need this. I can't. <laughs> don't go anywhere. You're so important to me. <laughs> hey, why don't you get her a special costume for Halloween? We're actually working. Married with children? Oh, Hello, get oh, my drift. Peg Bundy. Peg Bundy. <laughs> Oof, I man. could see your butt clench from the front. That's funny. I saw his butt clenching his eyes. It, it, di- it dilated your a jaw, bit. your jaw, and your eyes. Mm. I could tell your butt was clenching. It, uh, the thing in your head. Well, you know what? I don't have the extra. I don't have the extra padding to shield those muscle twitches anymore. Now they're very apparent. They're very apparent. Very apparent. Uh, I've gotten more. You know what? As I've gotten older, I have expanded. Like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm. Your whole. I'm into my butt. I'm into my butt. You know what I mean? Like I'm coming into my butt a little bit, but you know what? I'll tell you. (laughs) You know what's funny is that that, like I didn't. Awful. It sounded amazing, I just, Scott. Please ex- give us an example. What I'm, what I'm, a, I'll tell you what. It's, it, I'm a like pegging scares me, and I don't mean like in a weird like. Oh my god! I just mean like I don't know. Like if what if it was like a tiny little peg? That. A tiny little peg. Yeah, you, well, you probably don't would love start it. with a peg. You don't start think, with a strap on. Don't. Well, first off, ever. Like, honey, I think you're afraid honey, of if you're eating listening, it. You're definitely leaving me now. <laughs> I think you're afraid of liking it a lot and then being like, oh no, that's my thing now, and I don't want that to be. Well, you know what? Actually, I mean, kind of a little bit. Like yeah. you're right because it's like here's the thing. Like uh, when when Elliot White was a guest, like we talked about this. It's like when I don't want anything, and Elliot agreed. Like uh, I think even Randy did. It's like you don't want any one thing to become your sexual identity, right? Right. Do you right. know what I mean? Like right. I don't want to. I don't have to lean on something. Next thing you know, I, I don't want to be like the only way. If you're, you're leaning on something, that's a big ass <laughs> strap on. Okay. <laughs> But the, I don't want to be the only. On hey, the only way you're going to get me there is to get in there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay, I don't so want that. This is one of my oldest jokes and oldest references, and it's not even a huge reference, so I'm surprised it still works every time. But when I do a joke about how I touched a guy's butt inside the butt one time, inside um, the butt, ooh. that is yeah. so good. Touched his butt inside the butt. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I touched a guy's butt inside in, the butt before. Sorry, <laughs> I've gone there. It was his idea. I've gone there. I've done it. Amber Rose ain't got shit on me, right? <laughs> and people still get that Amber Rose reference, which is wild, you know? But the joke is like, Amber Rose ain't got shit on me. But that guy did. Because uh, 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 <laughs> Oh, that's good. It, yeah. it was bad. Wow. It was bad. It was a wow. real story. And uh, I, oh, no. maybe that's why I have no interest in pegging. Because I yeah. let a guy finish fucking me while I held my shitty hand off the mattress. Not a bed. Oh, no. no. Frame in because this story. women are was fucking it, angels. That's why. Why was it? Why didn't you just wipe it on his things? It was his butt. Are you just because so women are sleeping polite. on that bed? I don't want to put a shit smear near where I'm sleeping well, that night. But not on the. But wait, it was a no frame. You were a mattress on the floor. 
Or yeah, did you say, oh, I mean, I, I think that carpet. you don't, there's no carpet, it's hardwood, and either way, <laughs> putting the shit somewhere else where it doesn't go isn't it's going to gross. save us I from know, the shit but, being but, in your smell I, range. Well, I know, but I guess, like, my immediately compulsion, if I My I'm hand having, is ruined at this point. Yeah, but that's right. We have to stop the sex so I can burn my yes. hand off. If, so, like, I might as well just wait until he shit. finishes, because I'm a giver. No, but if I got shit on my hands, it's got to go right then. It's got to go. Yeah, it's it was. I didn't go. finish. It's got to go. <laughs> I didn't well, finish. It was really, I was ruined. It was kind of just like, okay, well, I'm going to hold it over here, and he's going to to finish wow. or something. That's because sex finishes was, when the man wait, finishes. Right. Were you, were, wait, were you were you in his butt mid sex, or was it you're in the like? Was he inside you? At what point butt? were you yeah. in? Oh, okay. I wasn't like okay, appetizer time, spread him, baby, and well, then I was like, hey, oh, this is I unfortunate. Just, well, we know. can't <laughs> reschedule this part. <laughs> Like no, I definitely. I definitely was requested to pop one in, pop in a ditch. Yeah, and I. Did you go pointer or middle? Came out with a souvenir. You know what? Don't remember on purpose. Um, came out with a souvenir, and yeah, sex was full swing at that point. That was kind of like a let's push him over the edge, press this button moment. So it wasn't like I was like, well, this could be a while. I think that's the thing is like a digit inside is. Well, I just just press the button. You know what I mean? Like I think you just got to be on the button. Uh, and personal preference, I guess. Just be on the button. I don't think I need it in in there. Well, the gall of this man to ask you to stick a finger in his ass whenever he could possibly shit on you. Like you should know. I mean, he didn't shit you on me. Something kind of in the game. yeah. You, you should, should know. know if you got a loaded chamber. <laughs> yeah. Well, should. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I agree. He's like, <laughs> you know, I held it earlier. I don't feel like I have to poop anymore. Go ahead, put one in there. Sometimes though, I mean, sometimes it's just more than you think. You know, I I'm going to tell you what. If you're going to be, uh, if you're going to be near my butt or let uh, in my butt. That butt's gonna be clean. <laughs> it's gonna be a clean, clean butt. Yeah. Because you know what? Having I, it had stuff in my butt, my whole thing is like, eh, I'm good. You know? I and am. like, I know that guys have the button there, so I think guys should try sure. it if they're curious. But sure. like, that and the dirty hand, all of it just makes me well, not I, interested yeah. in butt stuff. Well, like, yeah, I love cheeks. Oh, I, I love some cheeks. Yeah. And, and, and I'll lick a whole, sure. But, like, <laughs> nothing like a good Remy, you know? Yeah. I love salad. I'm vegan. You yeah. know? <laughs> Toss it. Anal is such a, I don't know. With men, I know. If I had never had anal sex, uh, if I was dating a guy with a pretty small one, I'd try it again. But <laughs> well, here's yeah. the thing: it's like for me, like if I had never done it, I would still be like, I want to do that because I'm inter- I'd be interested in it. But right. having done it, like okay. I don't care for it. And the reason being, honestly, it was kind of like a smoke a whole pack of cigarettes kind of thing. I dated a girl who that was her thing. Like mm-hmm. she really like that so she she would request it like all the time she was like i want this and i'm like well listen i used to black out and ask people to do that too (laughs) so 
It was just like, it just got to the point where I was like, I used to black out and go, fuck me, dear. That was my line. I just don't, I've been there, I've done that, I don't really care for it. I I feel like you were holding a bottle of wine or something. (laughs) Fuck me, dear. I fell off of a martini. With like purple teeth. Like, I feel like, because you know, the wine stained your teeth. It would definitely be a martini. One time there was a guy that I kicked the guitar off of his wall while we were doing it, but like, I was on my back and like i don't know i like oh wow i don't know you did a full extension you know i'm flexible (laughs) and i'm tall (laughs) okay while we have a few minutes left we're gonna we're gonna get into our our typical questions we ask i'm flexible tall and violent there we go had to throw in in the violent part to let you motherfuckers know (laughs) yeah uh we ask all our guests this and uh uh we we established at the beginning of the podcast uh Raina, uh, or uh, Raina, we know you, Raina. I knew that was going to happen because your names are too fucking similar. I've uh, lost track. All right. I don't so, know which, where Raina, I am and she begins. Just make it, just, <laughs> just high, you know, just kind of like. We got it. Push our we names together, it. like, yeah. you know, and then we won't know, you know, if you're messing if you, it up or if not. If you push them together, it's Rihanna. Yeah. Yes. Work, no, no, work, no. work, 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 <laughs> work. Not Rihanna. I meant just like. If you just say it in a way that it could be anybody, yeah. <laughs> I just put a little funk on it. Yeah. Um, so uh, you identify as female. I do. You do. Uh, and uh, how uh, do you identify as heterosexual, bisexual? Do you have a, do you put a label on it? I'm like, working on figuring out what I want that label to be. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can just leave it at that. Blank. So, uh, you know, what's funny. I said to my friend, Recently, in the last year, I said, I just feel like I have never felt comfortable calling myself queer because I feel like mm. I haven't been like enough of like a certain kind of queer to like really own the label. She's like, that's the most queer thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> You're so gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to it's well, a, I, I have yeah. heard that from from people who are queer that when they talk to people that say things like that, they're like, look, if you feel that way, just. Say it. I a think my like bisexual women feel that way. Yeah. I think also my sexuality has been like I've only been with a woman the once, not but queer enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think uh my sexual discovery of like figuring out what I'm even into is a deeper issue of like me going through PTSD therapy and learning like I don't know how to identify what I like in this world. So mm. there's just been like a little bit of a learning delay that's not even about like well, I've always been attracted yes. to women, but not known. Sure. I thought I was jealous of their bodies. So I was just <laughs> making myself feel bad yeah. and not having yeah. sex with them. So let's go. Let's <laughs> You're getting go. The, the bad of both, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to the beginning. <laughs> so queer. Let's go to the beginning. You know, we're we're going to go to the begin the beginning of, of your sexual history. So, how he old, had long hair how old were you uh, when you lost your virginity <laughs> like and what we what we mean by virginity we uh since uh, uh i'm assuming was your first experience heterosexual it was okay so we don't mean fingering oral or anything we mean p's and v's what was your how old were you first time i was 18 18 and so this is a legal story. Uh, <laughs> We've had some fucking doozies on here. I bet. We've had some doozies. Well, to be fair, he was also my first kiss. I didn't kiss anyone in high school. Uh, wow. I went to high school on the grounds of a mental hospital. So kind of like good for me. Right. right? I was uh, about so, to say that. So geographically where? Just so we Massachusetts. Know. Massachusetts. Okay. Technically, my high school was the same high school that the book Girl Interrupted was based on. And oh. they filmed the movie while I was there. And yeah, Jared Leto was on campus. Oh um, shit! Hold on. You're so Was cool. it him? No. 
<laughs> so when it's hilarious. 18, now that would sell some podcasts right there. I know, I wish. <laughs> Can you would. just lie so we can... Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the time lie. has passed. Yeah. <laughs> I was 18 and my yeah. first, I moved out right away um, of my apartment. And so I lived with... or it, Of my house, I lived in an apartment with my best friend, Vanessa. And she was dating a musician. And so... I hooked up with a couple of people in his band, but the first yeah. one was the guy I lost my virginity to, and his name was Chris, and we hung out for a while, but it was like late night, me driving to his house at like 3 a.m., mm-hmm. and we lost my virginity. We, we lost my virginity. We couldn't find it. <laughs> um, in my day bed, in my parents' house, oh I my think. Oh, my day bed. Wow. Like, my first kiss was in the back of a van, so pretty okay. cool. Yeah. Um, but Word. then actual sex nice time. <laughs> I think he snuck in through my window, and we did it in there. And, like, he wasn't like, he wasn't like, I'll have the, oh, one virginity, please. He was like, you shouldn't do this, because this is a big one, you know? Like, my dick. No, he's like, you shouldn't do this, because... <laughs> This is you're gonna want to do this with somebody special. I was like, can you just get in there, Let, man? Yeah, uh, let's, let's just do this. I like how you're like, I was 18, but you still described like what a young like high schooler would experience. Like, yeah. he snuck in my window. We yeah. kissed in the back of a van. So, how how old was Chris? I think he was like a year or two older than I so was. So fairly close. Yeah, very close fairly in close. age. But then like the next guy from the band that I dated was like 30 something, and I was 19, and like. Oh. Yeah, I mean that was ridiculous. That's just the typical uh, young young woman. I wrote a list man. of reasons why it would be okay to break up with him, like why I was going to stick to it, and it was called "19 Reasons Why I'm <laughs> Done with Steve" because I was 19. That sounds and, like a new Netflix show. <laughs> like number 19, I swear to God, I've read this like at like shows. Number 19 was I'll always be second to guitar. <laughs> No, but he had like 40 guitars and like dude's obsessed. Anyway, no, he's a very talented musician. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's kind of how I feel about men, though. They're always second to comedy. Women, too. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) So now now you get it. (laughs) He was my first and I think only uncircumcised partner and uh, bad experience. Um, with that, the, with the sweater, sanitation, yeah, mm. the lint. We, we've, we've no underwear, t- we, we, we've talked, sweatpants, yeah. bold choice for yeah. your hood. We've talked a little bit about this on the podcast before, and it's like I just, I'm cool with the whole extra sensation thing, sure. layers. Who doesn't love layers? You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> Who like, doesn't love layers. Yeah, man, like keep that shit clean. Yes. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is the like, end. It's just it's sanitary. The end. Uncircumcised concern. dick feels amazing, but I've only had clean ones. I've luckily never seen a linty one. Yeah, um, that was my only one, and so it's a little bit. You yeah, know, so you have a bad. Yeah, yeah, if I had a bad experience, and this was also on, when I, I was very I'm, new at relationships, and I was like, yeah, of course I'll suck your linty dick <laughs> for a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I came here for. You're so sweet. Ay ay ay. I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to lie. If I'm watching porn and I see an uncircumcised dick, I'm like, I'm going to switch it. <laughs> really? Well, it's just, well, number one, here's the thing. I think, and I don't know if uh, if women do this in porn too, but like porn to a certain extent is like wish fulfillment. So it's like you kind of. That's why I love uncircumcised men because they're so sensitive. I love seeing them powerless. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like you try to like you try to put yourself in into that. So it's like if it doesn't look, and I, I don't mean like spitting image, but I mean if it's like 
it, you're trying to it, to resemble you a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I get that. So you My can, body is not so you good. Can picture, <laughs> so you can picture yourself like doing that. That's why. I mean, literally, that's why POV is such. This. That's why POV is such a huge thing in porn. It's like because you can just put yourself into the driver's seat, and right? Like imagine, and that's you. So it's like that's the same thing as like I uh, um. Like I, uh, I have no problem. Like I like black women, but at the same time, like if it's a white woman with a black man, it's strictly because I, I can't put myself in that driver's seat because it doesn't look like me. You know what I mean? It's also like, I don't like anal. So it's like, if, in, if I'm watching a scene and they're like, let's do anal. I'm like, well, I'm out because <laughs> I just don't skip, 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 I don't like skip. That shit. <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah. So uh, it's weird. So for that reason, I'm like, I don't like uncircumcised penises. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I think they're great. I think they're great. I think circumcised penises are great. I think the first uncircumcised penis I had um, was the the man that I actually married. And he he had the type that didn't look when it was hard. It didn't look uncircumcised. Mm -hmm. So. It came all the way out. I didn't even. Yeah. Like the head came out and everything. So I didn't even notice. And then whenever he brought it up, I'm like, really? I'm like, I thought they just looked different. And he's like, nah, not really. And then the next uncircumcised penis I had was the kind that, like, it was like a turtleneck sweater. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't, <laughs> it was like a pucker at the end. Like, yeah. it was like, it well, that, was like that's, that's, what you usually, yeah. like, like, what most people imagine, like, an yes. uncircumcised penis. And I was like, oh, that's what they usually look like. I don't know. It was just weird. There was nothing getting in there. There's no way he could have gotten lint in that one. That was, I don't know, man. It's a lint so game. like, not to be here ago. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> like he asked me to do this thing with it that you must. You don't have to say a name, but I really think you should share. Oh, he would be like, now take your tongue. Oh, and lick in between the ah, that's funny. The hood and the head, oh. you know, like swirl it around in there. What? And that's how you find a lot of lint. Oh, oh my no. god! <laughs> they don't wear underwear and they wear Man, sweatpants. Hold on, my stomach hurts. Yeah, it <laughs> mine does too. It's not good. <laughs> I don't like that. You're telling me you know how much lint I've swallowed? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not allowed. I don't like it. Mute. Mute. That's not about any body shaming. That's about uh, hygiene shaming. Okay. So, but you lose your virginity at eighteen. Uh, what if that's the new thing? Like twenty twenty four, you're like you're not allowed to make fun of disgusting people. <laughs> I think that's already upon us. <laughs> it's very. You got to be very graceful when you make fun of disgusting people. So uh, eighteen. Uh, and then, so uh, your fir- were your first two partners from the same band? Is that what? Yeah, I'm really. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Ooh. listen, Chris. That's great. Broke my feelings, not yep. heart, but yeah. like my. I haven't heard that. He broke my feelings, not my heart. I like that. <laughs> I do. Um, I like that too. That's but good. Like, I've never said it before. But I'm keeping it. So That's good. My, my roommate Vanessa at the time, she like she was like pushing me to like have the talk with him. And to this day, I still don't know how to do a relationship. Um, oops. But <laughs> um, I've tried to learn how to like be more direct and communicative. But at the time, like I, that seemed like this crazy thing of like a pressure thing of like trying to like make something official. And I didn't even think I, I don't think I even wanted to date this guy. I don't know, but 
she had me convinced that we were supposed to be boyfriend and girlfriend, not just mm-hmm. banging at 3 a.m., which I thought was as God intended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, she pushed me to do that and so that ended things because i kind of was like what are we and i guess it was over and so <laughs> was like, what are we we're done <laughs> but then it started yeah. this pattern that like i'm identifying my own issues now but like sure. it started this pattern that i carried out through a lot of my 20s which was getting dumped by guys for the reason that they couldn't be in a relationship but then they would get into a relationship right away and this guy chris got into a relationship with a gal named crystal <laughs> And so Chris and Crystal would all be at the parties I went to. And like, I I learned really young how to like pretend I was cool with it when I was like, yeah, he broke my feelings. Like I was not very cool with it. So by the time I hooked up with Steve and his band, it was like, yeah, well, (laughs) whatever. I'm so cool with it. in front of you, you know, like, yeah, it wasn't, he wasn't jealous. I probably wanted him to be. He wasn't, you know. So so what's your longest relationship you've ever had? Um, almost a year. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. You met him. Actually, that's not true. Oh, though, yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh God. Let's not. Let's not. Yeah. Um, no, I was gonna. I, no, I was even gonna bring it up, but I was like, for a second, I was like, I blanked, and I was like, I do know his name. I yeah. Yeah. Um. That. The. Uh, but the, that's not my. That's my longest. Like when we were like, for sure together relationship. Yeah. But then there's a guy that um I dated when I was like 23. And we kind of had a not serious relationship, but where he was kind of practically, li- I thought it was more, he got in with Did you oh. hear my stomach yeah, just Yeah, yeah. wow. Well, I thought that was like down the hall. No, oh, yeah. it was like was... my stomach. It's like. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a real kind of hunger. Right yeah. <laughs> For lint. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I actually think that's the where that came from. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh. My guy, my Mr. Big, if you will, like yeah. from Sex and the City reference, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like this guy and I dated kind of on and off for like, he kind of like was living with me for a while. He lived on a boat, so he was staying with me a lot. And so um, that was like for a year-ish. But ne- I told him I loved him. That ended it. And yeah. so I never said it again to anybody. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, him and I still have like had our things here and there of like mm. casual encounters and like friendship over As the years. Will and Jay to say entanglements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if that counts, <laughs> then we've been you know in contact like that for like fifteen years. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's just get right to it. Do you know your number? No. I mean, it's over thirty. Okay. Well, we have we've taken a stance on this podcast when we ask this question of like we both very much agree that like it is pointless. Like I think I don't have bullshit. any. I only have one new number in the last like five years. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. <laughs> girl, girl, girl. Oh, and I thought of a positive uh, comedy sex experience, mm. but not memorable. Mm. <laughs> It was positive, but not. Memorable. And also, it was very positive, but also I got bacterial vaginosis, which I never even knew about until this happened. Can we talk I don't about even it? Even know about that right now? It's a real thing that it's not an STD, but it's also like you get it from sex, mm-hmm. and it's just when two people's body chemistry don't mix well together, and so like it feels like yeah. 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 Or he had yeah. a dirty one. I, don't, I think it happened again. Is like, of course, I tried it again, which sure. is like, <laughs> yeah. Remember <laughs> that thing that felt like a yeast infection? Let's give that let's, another twirl. Let's go. And so. <laughs> Yeah, I got it again. Oh, no. um, <laughs> yeah. oh, 
no. But it's not an STD. It's just we are not a um, good match. Compatible. I have heard that before. Yeah. That's that's interesting. And he was clean, very clean person. We right. just our pH thing yeah. didn't work out together. Yeah. It's funny. We've had such a spectrum on this show of the number question. We've had a lot that are like, I don't know. And you know what? I'm fine with that. And then we've had somebody be like, 476. Yeah. It's like, you have a diary. Well, <laughs> I have a list from, I'll say that my first year living in Chicago, I averaged two and a half each month um, was the breakdown. Put in nice. some work. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's how it went, but yeah, sure. That was the number breakdown at the. But I moved to Chicago like with something to prove, like because of the fact that I never dated anybody in high school. Sure. Chris and Steve, that band ripped me apart, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like date anybody back home, and I got my feelings hurt a bunch. So like, sure. when I moved to Chicago, I was like. Here I come, Windy City. Blow me, Windy City. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> blow me. Okay. So I banged a Yankees fan. <clears throat> oh my that God. was like <laughs> repetitive mistakes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how old are you now, Rena? 38. You're 38. Okay. So in closing, let's just talk real quick. What is your current relationship with sex? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How are you insects doing? You guys can hear I my stomach. It is so loud. Yeah. Okay. We uh, we got to get you some sex. Um, <laughs> I don't um, think I have a healthy one right now. I have to sure. tell you. Um, yeah. I've always been a very like horny person and always masturbated quite a lot. Um, and I seem to have lost interest in that the last year. And I think it might be pandemic related mm-hmm. or feelings related or mental health family shit that I'm dealing with. Sure. Like, yeah, I'm just not feeling sexy a lot. Yeah, I mean, it just drives the creeps, libido down. Creeps yeah. making me want to cut off my vagina. Like, um, yeah, uh, I really feel still very horny and like curious about discovering the different parts of my sexuality that I've never really given time to. But Mm -hmm. really how I feel sexuality wise right now is that I'm very much in a relationship with myself. I'm not single as that implies availability. I'm singular and I'm very um, not, I'm going to wait until I live somewhere. So I have a table to bring anything to before I even think about dating. And I'm just, because of touring and stuff like that, I have no interest in casual encounters. Um, it doesn't feel safe or really appealing. I'm usually exhausted um, with my given needs and schedule. And like, I'm also an introvert and I'm surrounded by people all the time. So yeah, I have very little interest in sex with other people, even though every now and then I get like, um, yeah, like horny for people, but mm-hmm. I will still occasionally hit up my, you know, Chicago friend, even though it's like that doesn't, that's a, a very much a dead end um, thing, but dead end though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but dead end though. I love that. God damn it. And well, it sounds, I mean, everything you just said, I mean, it sounds kind of like you, you, you know what headspace you're in. Like, yeah. You know I mean? Like you're, you're, yeah, you're I don't feel unhealthy, very, like very specific headed down a bad path. Yeah. I just yeah, don't yeah. feel like right now is a very sexual time in my life. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, to everything there is a season as they say. So, yeah. Also, I've been talking a lot on stage about having been arrested while masturbating in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> so, um, 
Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. That's uh, for uh, that's, that's awesome. for our, that's for our next episode. Actually, <laughs> we'll, we'll have Rena back on. And we'll revisit this because I I feel like we can continue talking all night, but we we have to. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tie this one up. So uh, it'd be it, weird if I like got the impulse to do myself tonight. Like, oh come on, try it, try yourself out. You know, like we talked about it. We we talked about it, and you're just like, uh, mm-mm. No, no, thank you. So in closing, if you could. <laughs> Right now, if you hey, wait, can we also just like reframe this to think like, hey, if you're sleeping in a lot of truck stops, good for you for not jerking off. Good good for for you for being the only one there not jerking off. I'll give you that one. Proud of you, Larry. That is good. That is good. Uh, So, if you could right now, if Mm. you could tell young Rena uh, a bit of advice or just some advice for our listeners uh, uh, when it comes to sex, like. What what information would you pass along? What do you think is a useful oh your piece of information? Oh, uh, you're probably more attractive than you know. Ooh, um, you're probably hotter than you know, and you do deserve to be treated well. Hell yeah! Oh, I like that. That's very positive. I do like that. I especially agree with the uh, you're more attractive than you know. Coming from yeah. someone who we were talking about porn, and she was like, yeah. "I don't want to see my body," and I'm like. I do. <laughs> <There> <laughs> you look go. good. You look good. There we go. All right. Well, thanks. But yeah, yeah. no, I'm yeah. learning to love my body in a real way. Like dealing with like also like physical health stuff has made me like be less hard on certain things and just like be more hard on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. These puns uh, just keep on coming. You only get one body <laughs> in this ridiculous world. So you might as well do it. Yeah. Uh, and I am a huge advocate for masturbation, even though I'm not doing it as much as I mean, I'm still doing it more than the average person, probably. But like mm-hmm. compared to my old self, I'm like, wow, my, <laughs> dry spell. Uh, <laughs> over the past, I was actually thinking the other day in the past, probably two to three years, my masturbation frequency has decreased significantly. I used to. Well, when a woman's in her 30s is when she hits her sexual prime. So sure. for me, it's not great. For you, it's pretty on par with. It's, it's yeah. se- It seems that way, but it's it's funny because it's like being a comedian and having those very upfront conversations with like people or like even asking people from the stage and if they're honest or talking to other comedians, it's like some dudes are like, I don't feel drunk all fucking every day. And I'm like, that sounds awful. <laughs> like, I'm just t- I'm tired. I rubbed out three Thinking this morning. <laughs> if I was in a relationship, I would want to have sex frequently. Um, and I mean, I don't know about longer than a year, but at least that's what I know about me being in a relationship for a year. Um, if I was home in a bed that I lived indoors in, I would do myself pretty regularly in the morning. That's right. usually when the mood strikes. That's right. why Seems I sell like, my yeah. merch. Don't talk to me until I've had my orgasm on a coffee mug. It's <laughs> cheers to the most important feel of the day. Uh but yeah, no, I'm definitely a morning person. So yeah, there's just, yeah, it happens less, but it's not like, um, sure. Yeah. Well, anyway. it, it, it'll all come back around. <laughs> oh, it will. It'll all come back around. Uh, Rena, thank you so much for joining us. Thank uh, you. Tell everybody where they can find you. Um, not in a parking lot. That's right. Uh, or you can just follow me on the social media apps that has my name on it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Really trying. It's either puns or completely nonsensical rambling. Um, okay. Uh, Instagram is one of them. Rena Calm on Instagram is the best place. Cause I post a lot of pictures of my travels mm-hmm. and I am the only woman in America. Like I said, living on the road full time. So I get some 
around, um, but not sexually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Instagram is the best place. And I try to keep my dates listed on my website. And um, yeah, that's pretty much the best spot. You can get my book of puns on Amazon if I haven't bothered you on this podcast. Uh, With... (laughs) That skill slash burden. (laughs) Guys, I highly recommend if you can, if you have the opportunity, check Rena out live. She is uh, a great comedian. Very funny. Thanks, bud. Uh, Oh, yeah. You know it. You guys Uh, already know to watch Scott and Raina, my new friend Raina, (laughs) which we got each other's names right every time. For sure. You know what? For sure. Fuck both (laughs) y'all. Our name's with like a little bit of an accent, Southern accent. (laughs) I did so good. I just made one little mistake and now I'm going to have to live with this forever. I'm Renee Clam. (laughs) (laughs) Renee Clam. Uh, that was a fun episode. Thank you so much. Uh, that was uh, it was great. Um, we went all over the place. Ups, we did. We, yeah, mm. man, so much. Ins, outs. So, Ooh, so much. Girl. Guys, <laughs> continue to listen to the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. We, uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up, and uh, we want you there for it. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, Raina, do you have anything to say in closing? If you didn't have a lot of guys in your DMs before, you're going to have them now. Oh, Sorry, Rena. Love you, bye. Well, you know what? It's, I, we have found that uh, since it's a sex podcast, everything comes to Rena. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. Hey, feel free to message me your way. thoughts on Joe Rogan. Yes, please. Me too. <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll throw we my, talked extensively, I'll throw my hat in that ring. <laughs> extensively <laughs> about how we hate guys hitting us up on social it. media and they'll still do it. They'll still do it. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, guys, I'm sure that one of the ones I talked about is going to message me. Uh, be like, I heard don't, your podcast. Don't, don't do this. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> just because I am online as much as you think doesn't mean I am yes. online just as you think I'm anyway. <laughs> Rena, 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 thank you. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Ruined it. I ruined it at the end, but otherwise, it's, great. You're fine. You did great. You're we doing love, great. We love everybody. Stay horny out there, my friends. Bye. 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 Uh.